as uncomfortable as I am saying this on the podcast. It's been to a point now where I'm almost numb to it. We are kind of that start of the change. back to another episode of TNT Talk. I'm Tino. And I'm Tamali. Uh, we are really excited to have a an extra guest today. Um, everyone, please put your hands together for Nimra Skari. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm honored to be your first guest on this podcast. And I guess I'll just introduce myself. Um, I've known these two for about four or five years. Yeah, we kind of grew up together during high school. But yeah, um, right now I am currently studying at SFU, um, planning to major in psychology, but I'm taking a few education classes, still exploring because I don't know what the hell I'm going to do and where life's going to take me. So yeah, I'm just on that journey. Yeah, I think I, I honestly, I feel like even in our intro episode, like when me and Tina did that, we were kind of in the same boat as you, Nimro, like we were all still kind of exploring and not sure what we're going to do, but we're kind of forced to do that degree in a sense, right? Yeah, that's like what it, I guess for most families, that's what it feels like. Yeah, and like Nimra said, that leads us into our topic for today. We're going to be talking about immigrant households and what it is like as a woman of color from a South Asian background and our experiences. So Tamali and Nimra, um, as girls and a South Asian household what's your day like what does it look like what are like those type of problems that as women we'd like you know face on our day-to-day basis can you guys like tell me more about it yeah for sure um being a woman in like South Asian household I basically have expectations on me that even like if my parents don't tell me explicitly like what I need to do it's like it's just there um it's being there for my family members emotionally. It's trying to make conversation and go about my day and tell my parents my needs without them, without feeling attacked or without feel like without mentally going down, going into a downward spiral. And it's been kind of like that on a day to day basis, even though I don't want it to be. It's just that's how it's been and I think that's the best way I can kind of describe being in an immigrant household it's almost suffocating in a sense if that makes sense right like I don't like I'm sure like one of you can like go off from that too it's literally just feels suffocating no I I agree with you Nimra like it's it is suffocate suffocating like I feel like at this point I'm almost kind of like um not immune like numb it's like oh my god this is like what i have to do with every day and i feel like i just kind of put this shield and like okay i'm, I'm expecting this today and I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna like prepare myself for it but most of the time it's just like it still pisses me off the same way it did like two years ago let's say um but yes like you're right like as soon as i wake up in the morning it's like yep i know that this is gonna happen or like they're gonna say this it could be something as simple as my parents or my like mom like commenting on why are you wearing makeup to work or to something a little bit bigger like I can't like I can't stand up for myself and talk to my dad without being yelled at because I'm kind of logically trying to explain something and trying to explain my side with something but I feel like I'm not heard so Mm. it varies every day but there's always like one kind of 
way where one kind of instance where my feelings will be invalidated so i agree with you number it's it's very much a daily a daily thing yeah and like you said something it's like numbing at this point like that's literally how like i feel because it's like oh i deal with it every day and it's just i'm used to it right <laughs> even though like there's a lot of trauma and a lot of past things that needs that need to come out that need to you know we need to talk about but it just doesn't happen because of the under- lack of understanding Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. Um, so I have like a question for you guys. Like, do you feel like there's like a trait or maybe like even a habit that you guys feel like just living in the immigrant household you kind of just you kind of just have now? Like, Nemra, do you want to start off with that? Um, sure. Yeah, like a trait or something from my immigrant household. So yeah, like it could yeah. Hmm. I think like the biggest one I can think of, and a lot of people like don't see it in me directly, but it's anger. Anger is like the big emotion that I li- just get from my dad and get just from my family in general, and it's like with me, like my relationship with anger is just like I don't really know how to express it, right? It's oh, it's been there in my family. Like I'll go like it's bad. Like I'll go yell at my parents, even though. Mm, I probably shouldn't because that's not gonna help with any communication but yeah like it comes in my household and that's like the biggest thing I can trait I could think of that I have in myself that I suppress when I'm not at home but at home everything comes out but you know what's so funny that you mentioned that right like the anger thing even i struggle a lot with that but i feel like that's because it comes from a place of always being silenced constantly our like feelings emotions everything being invalidated and the only way we can feel heard is by yelling back you know because that's the only form and the only time they'll ever listen to us yeah right it may not work but that's our form of retaliation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i totally agree Mm -hmm. if i if i could add like that's gonna be the same thing for me anger is one of the Mm -hmm. biggest ones I feel like that's another thing we all have in common. But, like, I, I know I definitely, like, do show it when I'm outside. Like, it's kind of hard for me to suppress sometimes. I've been better at it. But, yeah, anger specifically, like, yeah, you're right, Naharka, about what you said about, like, when not when you're not being heard. Like, I start to become just emotional. Like, I can't speak logically. Like, even no matter how, I ch- how hard I try, I'll either just start crying or just start getting, like, super frustrated. So it's either that, either or. Like, it's just... One of the things I have been working on is trying to communicate properly with my parents, but it's kind of tough even then. Like either or, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be heard. Like I feel like I won't be heard. Um, but another thing is that I try to actually avoid conversation sometimes. Like that's something I've noticed that I kind of do often. Like I try to not kind of put myself in conflict, so I'll either ignore it or kind of just somehow tolerate it, and that's how my anger will build up. But that's another thing that kind of ties with that as well for me. How about how about you guys? Yeah, it's like trying to, like, work on our relationship with our parents because, like, the anger thing, like, we all have that in common, but it's just, like, it kind of messes with your communication. And obviously, like, it's it's from a place of, like, not being validated and... I, I don't know it's just that struggle of talking to your parents like sometimes I feel like I if I have a problem I'm just I'm just not even gonna tell my parents like what's the point like I know what they're gonna say like I've heard it before I don't want to hear I don't want to hear this bullshit again and it's 
it's interesting because um i think like whenever i do have those moments which are rare which i'm sometimes like happy that ha- they happen or when i actually communicate with my parents or when i kind of break from my emotions and just say things for what it is and tell my parents that it's i don't know if it's helped me in any like it, i don't really see it as much but in those moments i think it's like very beneficial because my parents actually see a side of me that they don't see because usually it's all like emotions anger like just just me being a maniac <laughs> right but i don't know like i think that's kind of helped me in my with my relationship with my parents and i know it's like so hard to just go up to them and talk to them but sometimes like what i'm trying to realize now even though it's how it's really hard to do is trying to trying to make conversation even though like it's just sometimes doesn't work the way i want it to i don't know if any of you ha- guys have had that experience where you like um tried to have a conversation like how did it go um no like absolutely dude like having those type of conversations where you're just like open and like you just tell them everything they're so important but they're so scary you know because like you said like you know what they're gonna say you know the outcome but sometimes those conversations are really important and honestly i'm not gonna lie like when i was younger my parents used to be really strict and like not ever understand my side of the story and i would always like rebel or like retaliate always be angry or throw fits and stuff like that but as I got older the way I started communicating with them or like trying to get my point across was showing them that even if I do this it'll be all right because yes it may not be the traditional way that they're used to but even if I do my thing like whatever I may want it'll be all right because I'll show them like yes like this is the outcome of it and regardless of what people think or what they think I will be fine right because at the end of the day as an immigrant parent like you come from a house where you knew everything you leave everything you come to a different country for your kids you've sacrificed everything you've ever known they're they live with a lot of fear that like you know we'll mm. we might lose it all so that's why they always want to try to protect us and it obviously comes off as very overprotective but i think that's where it generally comes from but then it translates into very negative and toxic things right for us Mm. and yeah i think the problem with this is there has to be communication and understanding on Mm -hmm. both ends right like if we just sit here every day and complain and whine about like oh my parents never understand me but we never try we have to like overcome that fear of what they might think because at the end of the day the worst case scenario well actually for me the worst case scenario is they stop talking to me for a while right but i know at the end of the day they'll eventually come around because they love me more than whatever might have happened no i i do agree with that like i think it does also depend on like the situation like everyone's situation is different so yeah if it is like a simple like yeah maybe i won't talk to you for a while maybe a few hours later maybe a day later they'll they'll come around then yeah it's definitely worth the effort Mm -hmm. but i know some people's situations aren't aren't really that like like that like it could be like like they'll kick you out of the house so that's yeah. it's it's a little bit scarier in that in that sense mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah and then i also feel like like you said Naharki, you talked about like the the like invalid uh, and never like you guys talk about invalidation but then i've always noticed when i've had these kind of conversations um it's like 
we're not grateful that we have these other things like these more materialistic things like I pay for this I pay for that like I have this for you I gave this to you which like I think it's like it's a different um like they look at love and caring and caring for their family materialistically like financially but we us we all kind of look like we kind of look at it as a means of um emotional validation so I think it's there's like a difference of I guess love languages in a sense yeah. like I'm not saying like it's like like you know what I mean mm, like they that's you know so what true I mean? yeah mm. you guys any one of you kind of could jump on that because yeah mm. I was just gonna say a quick thing that's so true like there's that disconnect between the way we perceive love and how we want to be you know treated in the family and like you said they think that like loving and um your mm. kids is through like financial and like supporting them through materialistic items but we generally want some validation we want to hear them say that they're proud of us and stuff like that right yes that's so true like you just want to hear like okay like you know i'm proud of you or like you did enough because it's all it's a constant like battle of like you know trying to do what you can because we can only do so much right and oh like obviously our parents have done a lot to us like and molly mentioned like such a good point like it's just the way they communicate that like okay that love or that like validation in a sense is different right and i also want to mention another point i think it's just like the lack of knowledge about mental health because if i even try to mention the topic of mental health to my parents they'll just go like ballistic they're like oh that never existed when i was back then like i had to deal with so much like i did this i never had depression anxiety all this stuff but now it's like i don't know like that emotional side right it's just trying to you know it, we don't get that from our parents sometimes like and it's like especially in like south asian immigrant households like that's always like um the stigma it's like a burden like we don't like they don't want to that's not how they communicate love if that makes sense yeah you know what's so funny like you bring up um the yeah. stigma on mental health the other day my dad came up to me and he told me, Tinu, these medicines are actually working for me. Like, I can't believe I used to think that this was not real, mm. right? Like, he has no mental health issues. And he was like, it's actually a real thing. Yeah. Like, if you ever have, like, a problem like this, please, please tell me. Like, oh. now I understand that this is actually a problem and people need to take it more seriously. And when my dad told mm. me that, I swear to God, I had never been happier. Like, I'm like wow just the acknowledgement of the fact that it is a thing and it's not something fake that we're like pretending to be sad yeah. you know what i mean yeah I like that acknowledgement was like everything yeah. oh my god oh. that's really nice that's so nice oh that's so nice because yeah. Okay. yeah it just goes to show like okay like you know things can like change between that and also like i'm yeah like I don't really know where I was going out with this, to be honest. <laughs> but no, yeah. no, you're right. Like it, things, like there's always a potential for change. Yeah, like, kind of like when we talked about in the first episode, like people can change. The first part is self awareness, mm. and your dad was self, like he was finally, like he went through the experience himself, and he was aware himself. So I feel like that, unless like they literally, like our parents have been through, through what it. we're trying to say they're not mm. going they're not going to understand because they didn't break that intergeneration like that trauma that they received they were loved the same way they're loving us right now so if they don't break and they don't realize that what they're receiving is like not not like validating their emotions and stuff they're not going to think it's wrong they're going to think they're parenting really mm. really well and then 
they'll just go on from there that's how we get it yeah no that's that's such a good point it's like you know like like from that experience like your dad faced it and that's how like you know he was able to understand like and i think like yeah the only way to kind of go grow through something is to experience it and be aware of it and then understand and sometimes it doesn't come right away it just and yeah i'm happy that that moment happened now mm-hmm. perfect timing perfect timing for the podcast too <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that kind of that kind of like ties into like um like the positive aspect like like yes this is like so shitty for us mm. but like i really like that all of us and probably all the listeners out there like there's like an, a sense of awareness like oh my gosh i'm still like carrying on this inter- intergenerational trauma i am still i still have these traits that my mom has i have these toxic traits that my dad has and I don't want to carry it on if I have children or have kids in the future or whoever, you know, like when I go into relationships, like I don't want to carry this. And that and I feel like that is a good thing because we are kind of that start of the change as, as weird and cliche as it mm. sounds like it's like super powerful because mm. we have the potential of just breaking that in, that trauma and we can we can like ensure that the future generations don't have that anymore. Like we don't want that for our future children. Right. Yeah, that's. It's such a good point and like i think now like our generation's like a lot more aware of that and it's just that awareness right like like you guys just talked about in your other podcast here's the awareness right and bringing that back and changing it like through conversation or just true through the ways we act like i don't know this is might be a little bit off po- like off topic but like it's just the way i act at home i don't act out because like outside because i know i'm like i don't want to carry this somewhere else it's it's weird because i kind of still carry it in my own home because i can sense myself having those same like toxic traits or those same like words that my parents use i'll I'll use them back at them right but then it's like we don't want to carry that into next generations and i think like that's such an important understanding to have because it brings hope and it brings change as cliche as it sounds Mm-hmm, exactly exactly um so i have a question then because we're kind of on like this in, breaking the intergenerational trauma for a future generation type of topic um mm. like what do you kind of want like if you were to have children or maybe like for other people like what do you want like this next generation to have like if you were a parent like what would you want to do differently nahar could you want to start off with that i would say be more understanding and the one most important thing is i want to make sure like my kids are not afraid of me you know like they'll come with me they'll come to me regardless of what the problem may be because the biggest thing i struggle is when i am not doing well or like there's a big problem i'm facing my own life i never bring it up with my parents i've become like i become so used to that at this point i'm that's why i'm like so independent i hate you know telling someone else my problems or something because i know like they won't necessarily care or they'll just lash out at me you know like be like why the fuck did you do that in the first place like you shouldn't have done that that's not smart of you like you know stuff like that instead of trying to help me get through the problem they just backlash at me and be like why were you even doing that in the first place you know and that's what i want to make sure like my kids don't ever feel that way like regardless of where they are what they're doing they're always open and you know yeah like they're open to communicate with you and ask you for help 
right yeah i think that's just such a good point yeah what about you Molly? um it's very I, I really like the understanding point that's that's definitely a big one um what else would i yeah under i want i want more of like the i want my children to like tell me and like like just like you said not be afraid of me but i want them to hold me accountable if i do some wrong shit and it's making them feel invalidated or uh, invalidated their emotions and maybe it wasn't my intention or i just went on to gaslighting or like blaming them as like i often like experience like in my own household like i i want them to come to me and be like hey like you did this and it did not make me feel good and i want you to know that and so i want to be able to kind of be a part of that change too i don't want to just blindly like s- deny that i did this or did that because it kind of will reflect in their future relationships too they'll want to gaslight they'll want to blame the victim or they'll just re- suppress their feelings so i want them to be okay with kind of holding me accountable i feel like that's along with understanding that's also a big one for me how about you nimra take it away wow you mentioned some really good points yeah like um I think for me, like, I agree with both those points. And the accountability one, like, I think that's so important because, you know, like, for our future kids or future generations that comes after, like, what we do is going to affect them. And if they don't tell us, then how are we going to know? We're just going to perpetuate that even more, right? So I think that's super important. But for me, like, um, in my household, I've always been told family first. And just to, like, kind of, like, always be there for others and like serve other people and be like be the help that you can you just you can give right just try to help out as much as you can that's like kind of how I grew up and I think if there's anything I would you know pass on to my kid is like it's okay to be independent and follow what you want and that's just one thing like I that my parents have kind of I'm kind of glad that they never pushed me to like do school or do anything like that in my experience but yeah like I would just want my kids to know that it's okay to be who they are and do what they want and it's and I also of course want them to communicate with me and I want them to not be afraid of me as well like Naharika said I think that's a really important point because yeah I struggle with that as well I don't tell my parents anything because i'm like no i'm just gonna add stress to them like i don't want to do that like i i know like what this what the outcome's gonna be um so yeah i think that's what i would want to carry and would want to pass down oh and like another thing um as uncomfortable as i am saying this on my podcast um i'm I'm not sure about your families but in my family my parents fight a lot like an insane amount like it's an everyday thing every second they meet every every minute they talk it's an it's an argument and i really 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 want to make sure my kids never go through that that trauma you like you face or like the issues you get from seeing your parents fight on a daily basis about anything and everything it could be something as small as you place the sanitizer in the wrong place and it'll turn into such a huge argument dude i want like and then it like like for me it's okay like i'm fine like i really don't care at this point it doesn't matter to me because honestly a lot of the times i have to step in and stop the arguments right because it's just gotten to that point but my only concern is for my younger brother is he's still really young and for him to see this thing on a daily basis it's a lot like right and i just want to make sure like my kids Mm -hmm. never experience something like that i want to make sure like i'm in a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. with my partner 
so that it never um projects onto my yeah. kids oh that's such a good oh i like that yeah i i actually it's that's the same for my household too mm. so like first of all thank you for sharing that because like mm. i i would have never shared like i would have been really really scared to share that but mm. it is very similar like it could be just as small as little as like the hand sanitizer bottle is in the wrong place like literally mm. like that's that it's that just shows like even the smallest things like okay maybe if it's like a bit of a bigger problem that's understandable but still i feel like there needs to be i don't i i hate the yelling aspect and I, and then you're and then if children see that like for me like when i see that i'm just like yeah i don't really want to i don't know if i want to be in a relationship because if this is if this is what i see this is what i what i know i know it might not actually be like that but it kind of makes me like repel wanting to be in like relationships because i don't want to be this kind of burden like why like this is what it's like like i don't i don't want that wrong idea but like it's kind of like what i deal with and especially if you're young they're kind of going to get that get that same experience too and they're going to get the wrong idea about it as well so i i you're right i don't want that either for any any child yeah and like when children face that too just to add on to your point um like like how did you even deal with that like i remember seeing that as a kid like that happens in my household as well and yeah naharika thank you for sharing because that it's that is vulnerable um yeah like the littlest things and like will that affect the generations after that's just the only thing right and this goes with like a lot of topics that you guys talked about too like being able to change and being able to be aware of of those changes and you know be better And you know what this reminds me of? Like, this leads me into another thing. I think a very important thing that I teach my kids is respect. So what I mean by that is, like the Molly said previously, I would want to make sure... I'd want to make sure that my kids feel respected and, and validated too. So they feel like their own human, their own person. So for example, when growing up, or just like seeing my friends around me a lot of the times our parents tend to like invalidate us and not treat us as like we're grown adults right like we all are 18 and yet we still get treated like as if we're five and we can't make decisions for ourselves right a lot of the times we can we're not allowed out we're not allowed to wear this certain dress or whatever it may be we're not allowed to take a certain course because it's just you know it's just not good why don't you take a better course you know something like that like any they're very controlling in all sorts of aspects and that's very disrespectful to me as a human right like i can make decisions for myself i'm at that age i'm 18 yeah. right and i want to make sure my kids never feel that way where they feel like they're just constantly being disrespected and every single emotion or option they want is being invalidated no i i really like that and i think the like I call this like toxic respect. It's like re- only respecting elders or respecting just because they're older than you, respecting because they're your dad or mm. you're the man of the house, mm. um, or respecting because that's the most bullshit. <laughs> Stop! I don't even yeah, start on that, bro. Like, no, I'm not a. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. That's just. Mm. I might break. Power and control. I might break my microphone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but that's the thing though. Like it's, like. It's like the toxic respect. It's just like, it's not really respect because it's not going both ways. Respect doesn't mean respect your elders. Like, I, ha- I always hated that. Like, okay, just because mm-hmm. they're old, we have to respect them. But what if they're a complete asshole? Like, is that justifiable? Because I don't think so, dude. Exactly. And that's what, like, I realized, right? I realized that this is actually such a wrong teaching they teach us. 
you should only respect someone who deserves respect and i think that's so mm-hmm. important to anyone listening you only have to respect someone if they deserve respect regardless of how old they are if they're being an asshole to you you do not need to respect yeah. that person be an asshole back. and that's the reason why like mm. growing up right like at first i used to just take in everything my parents would say but then now that i'm older i don't mm. i don't care i'm if i'm an adult and i will be treated the same way you guys treat me like i will be treated with the same amount of respect i will give you mm. guys you know what i mean right like yeah but you know what i mean yeah i do um kind of like going back to what we kind of said the 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 toxic respect is just like you said it's like one of the like we like i said that i'm the man of the house do you guys like is that like resonate with you guys yeah that does because it's mm-hmm. okay yeah so i feel like does. that kind of just... goes into my other question yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, I kind of want to ask another question to both of you guys. Um, yeah. Do you feel like your parents, like, they treat your you and your sibling, siblings differently? Um, whether that's, uh, like, brother or sister, because I know both of you guys have brothers, uh, like, a brother or at least mm-hmm. one brother. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of want to know your guys' experience with that. Dimra, would you like to start us off? Yes, I would love to start off with this question. Um, so okay. just for just for the people listening to know my fi- family dynamic, I have three older brothers and I'm the youngest daughter. So, um, yeah, I see my brothers being treated differently just because they're men, and it it's been to a point now where I'm almost numb to it, and it's like I don't speak up when I see something bad because I'm like, oh, this is just gonna, just how it is. But I that's something I'm still working on, but. Yeah, like, I do see a difference in treatment, and it boils my blood. And, I, like, it's hard to be the youngest, too, like, in that environment and be the youngest girl. Because all I see is just how my brother, my brothers are treated. And then when it comes to me, like, I can't leave the house or I can't do this because I'm the youngest. I'm like, oh, you're not responsible enough to do this. You need your brother with you. You can't do this on your own. And that's um, stemmed in, like, you know, the way I act, like, in public or the way I act in other relationships because I don't feel like I'm capable to do anything because just that because I'm never treated equally in that aspect because I feel like I can't do anything because I need an older person with me. And it's, like, I guess I don't want to mention all negative parts because I... I do like love my older brothers. They give me they give me advice on so much, but at the same time, that doesn't justify like the way they're being treated like differently than me and being treated like oh oh they're the men of the house. You should serve them like that. Oh like that irks me so much. Like yeah, so that's how my dynamic is like with that. But at the same time, like I know there's a lot of work that I need to do because if I don't communicate that oh, this is happening and I need, like, I need, like, kind of, like, I need to, like, stand up for myself in that aspect and, you know, say that if something's wrong because obviously, like, it's not, like, um, it's rocket science to them even though it should be, like, to treat me equally. But, yeah, like, it's just, it gets a lot, it gets overwhelming a lot sometimes, like, just to fight for myself and just to, you know, have my way with things. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 very fair. Like I don't know what it's like, but I feel like it would anger me so much. I would just get angered super easily by it every single time. Yeah, and that's like what happens. Like, and I don't. I know like a lot. Like a lot of people like don't see it, but it just it just even like when I'm outside or like in another situation, I'll always have like the anxiety of like, oh, I need to be home or I need to do this, and it just it takes me away from the present moment, and like that's something i'm trying to work on as well because it shouldn't like i should be able to do what i want and like live my life and not you know stress about that but it's always in the back of my mind and i think like it's gotten better now now that i'm, that I'm older and that like i have my license and i can go out but yeah it's just in the back of my mind it's still there right because it's kind of yeah yeah still have that like anxiety you know, like, what that, like, reminds me of, right? I don't know if you guys feel this way, but, like, whenever I'm out, right, and, like, I'll have, be having a great time and everything, but, like, the second I know it's time to go home, like, it's getting closer to me going home, I start, like, um, almost, like, retracting oh, back and oh getting sad. God. Like, I have to go back to yeah. my house. You know, like, all this happiness mm. will just be go- taken away from me in, like, moments. And, like, I want to clarify that I'm very thankful for everything my parents done. But, like, still, there's still that, like, I don't know, that sadness that, like, consumes me. Like, oh, fuck, like, I have to go back home yeah. now. And, like, now I have to, like, listen to, the, like, my parents' lectures and, like, do this, this, this. And, like, you know, act a certain way. Mm. Do you guys ever feel that way? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I think I think we, we all feel that way. It's it's very, like, yeah, like, like you said, like, I'm just trying to think, like, why, like, yes, like, we're super grateful. Like, it's not, like it's like terrible yeah. terrible but like but when we think of home it's like we all automatically think of like just just like the bad bad shit that's gonna happen but that's like another argument you know yeah yeah and that's so funny because like um when we were back in high school right and everything was normal i would tend to stay in um school for endless hours not because like i loved school but because i didn't want to come back home because i'd rather be at school than be at home with my parents and now, like, it's like, okay, we're stuck at home, so there's nothing to really do with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. Like, sometimes I kind of just, like, go out and go for a walk or, like, go to Starbucks or something just, like, as an excuse. And sometimes, like, work kind of helps with that because I just don't want to have to deal with it. So, mm. yeah, I don't mm. know. That's kind of been it for me. So I, I really feel, like, for the people that kind of are stuck at home, like, whoever, like, you guys, anyone out there, like, it's just, it must, yeah. it must be very, very difficult. So, like, I can't even imagine you guys are strong for pulling through yeah like for anyone who's in that situation right now because yeah there's there's so many different family dynamics and stuff that people are going through right now and because of this pandemic and because we have to be at home so the fact that you're even listening to this podcast right now and just like you know trying to make through make cope with the ways you can like you know we're gonna get through it yeah, absolutely, Nimra. That's actually so true. COVID has like, screwed it up for a lot of us. And it does get very toxic living in the household and not being able to leave. But again, like once once again, like Nimra said, to anyone in that situation, you're so strong and you've come you've come all this way and you can get through it. I promise you. And yeah, that kind of brings us towards the end of our episode today however we will be having a part two for this topic because we have so much to talk about (laughs) a lot of experiences to share and we want to thank nimra for being on today's episode thank you for sharing 
your experiences and thoughts. Yes, thank you for having me. (laughs) 